As a mom, you wear a lot of hats, and sometimes it seems like you're going in a million directions at once. At the 29-Minute Mom, we want to give you the tools to bring it all under control and reach your highest potential. If you give us a few minutes, we'll help you find those extra hours you need every week to achieve balance and satisfaction in everything you're trying to get done. The 29-Minute Mom. It's time just for you. And now, here's your host, life's organization expert, author and coach, Jennifer Ford Berry. This episode of the 29-Minute Mom is sponsored by Dipsy Dabber. How many of you are wasting space in your garage, basement, or attic on paint cans? We were here at the Berry House, and it was driving me nuts. The truth is, we would never use 80% of that paint. We were only keeping it in case we needed a touch-up. I needed a better solution, and I finally found it. The Dipsy Dabber. You guys, this product is the bomb. The Dipsy Dabber is the easiest, cleanest, and most organized way to store your paint for touch-ups. The container is small, adorable, and it even comes with a built-in brush. No more messy cans cluttering up your home. Go to dipsydabber.com today, and my listeners will get 20% off using the promo code JFB20OFF. That's JFB20 OFF. Hey everybody, it's Jennifer Ford Berry back with another episode of the 29 Minute Mom. And today we are very blessed to have a special guest on the show, Liv Chapman. Liv is the co-founder and COO of Inner Glow Circle, a company that helps women who want to work for themselves, not by themselves, as an entrepreneur. Inner Glow Circle trains clients to become an accredited life coach through the International Coach Federation and helps them to create a sustainable business they will love through group training programs and masterminds. So Liv has uh, been featured in ICF, Time, Huffington Post, Elite, Hay House, and on podcasts including, including Raising the Bar and Light Hustle, just to name a few. So welcome to the show, Liv. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with my fellow upstate New Yorker. <laughs> I know. So we just talked that Liv is from Syracuse. So we're going to give a shout out to everybody listening from Syracuse, New York. Yes. And um, I'm up here near Buffalo, but Liv is a lot smarter than me because she now lives in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not smarter, but warmer. <laughs> I don't know, girl. It's starting to get, you know, we're in February here in New York right now. So I'm yeah. definitely, I'm definitely feeling, you know, this time of year, I always want to get back to Florida and visit friends and stuff. So just got to totally. find time in the schedule. Um, so I'm also, I just want to mention at the bottom of the bio, you have two sons. So can you tell us how old they are? Yes, I do. I have two sons. Knox is four and a half and Maverick is two and a half. And they have both been sick for about two weeks now and just oh getting over it. So goodness. Um, it's been wild. But yes, those are my little honeys. That, I got to tell you, four and two are my favorite ages. Really? Like, yeah, I love toddlers. <laughs> I, feel like I don't know if anyone's told me that before no but they're they are fun like I will say like I'm getting better as they get older like I, I will say four is like kind of my comfort zone too okay. I'm still like please don't cry over that I have no idea what's going on <laughs> well it's so funny because 
you know, everyone usually says, oh, I love babies or, you know, men, especially like my husband, he always wanted them to be older and like yeah. go around and catch a ball. And yeah. I miss the toddler stage. And I know that they're so naughty, but, and they they're can so be naughty. <laughs> like such crybabies, but it, they're also the funniest people on the planet. Oh my God. They're, they're hysterical. Like I just sometimes record our conversations and I'm like, I'm so glad that I'm going to have these in 10 or 15 years to embarrass you because there were definitely not meteors falling from the sky at daycare. But the fact that you think there are is fascinating. So. <laughs> I love it so much. It literally like when I hear, see video, like watch videos of our kids when they are that age, just the way they talk makes me laugh. I mean, yeah. it's just the best. Oh my gosh. They just, I think too, they start coming out into their own personality, which exactly. Yeah. So super fun. And I love their names, by the way. Thank so, you. you know, I was reading on your website um, and I want to kind of start off with this is that you were a public school teacher yes. in Washington, DC. Mm -hmm. And one day you decided to drive to the beach and break up with your boyfriend and quit your job. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like, um, not only is that very similar to my story, um, I feel like so many other women were in, in the sense that we probably maybe went to college, got a degree, mm -hmm. had a specific plan in mind. Um, and then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, this is not how I thought it would feel. Um, and I cannot imagine doing this every day for the rest of my life. Exactly. So, yeah. Tell, talk to the women that are listening that are in that place right now. And you and I both know how that feels. Like you did all the things, you got the degree, you started out in the field that you were supposed to go in. You did what people told you to do, you know, when you're 18, Oh, pick a major, do this, do that. And then we get into, um, a little farther in life and we're just like, is this all we have? Because you're yeah. spending a lot of, a lot of your life at a job. So yeah. when you kind of get, that feeling like I can't imagine doing this every single day. It's kind of depressing. So tell, tell yeah. us how you overcame that. Sure. Um, so I think like, I know you have your, your book that talks about purpose and a lot of like, you know, my story involves like uncovering my purpose and figuring out what it is. And it's been a lot of trial and error, but you know, yes, I ended up doing all of these drastic things in one day, but like, it was a long time coming, you know, mm -hmm. I was going on my sixth, year of um, teaching in public schools. And it was, that was the exact feeling. I remember crying in a storage closet being like, oh my God, like I did everything I was supposed to do or that I should do. And like, why am I so unhappy? Why am I so unfulfilled? Um, and what I realized in that moment was like, oh my gosh, I have the power to change this right now. And that's like the scariest thing to just do it. But um, you know, one, one day you just, you reach a point and I'm sure you, you know, your experience might be similar, but it's like enough's enough. But I will say that in reflecting back and what I didn't really know then that I know now is that I wasn't that far off. Um, I had been following, you know, what I should do and going to college and being in a relationship with a guy who was, you know, supposed to be my husband or whatever. And like, he was stable and you did, you know, followed all the steps. And, and a lot of what I was doing is related to my purpose and was related to my purpose. It just wasn't manifesting how I wanted it to, because I don't think at the time I knew that the career that I was meant to have even existed. Mm, so I can relate. 
yeah. you can totally see like I used to joke slash get annoyed because I'm like why do I have a master's degree in education and why did I do all of this like it's useless I'm not even using it but that's not really true right and I think anyone you can be sitting in a job that you hate but if you actually presence yourself or in a relationship that you hate whatever and say like what did get me here? Like what parts of me did need this? What parts of me were able to shine in this position or in this relationship or in this situation? Because those are actually the keys to figuring out what the next level of your purpose is, right? So when I actually looked at it, I'm like, I love teaching. I love working with other women, which was the majority of the you know, school staff. I love talking to the moms in the community. Like that's where the power lied. I loved looking at people's like, uh, or, you know, experiencing people's aha moments and watching people, you know, work to their potential. So I'm able to look back and say like, I was in many ways on the right path. It just wasn't manifesting because I didn't have the awareness that like teaching and educating and empowering could look any different than being a teacher, right? Because I was raised in a very traditional family where you, you know, went to school, you went to college, you got a job in a relatively traditional field. And that was that. You know, and I was actually my business partner's dad one day, she had told, or he had told her, like, maybe the, you know, career you're meant to have just doesn't even exist yet. Like, maybe you have to create that thing. Mm, that's powerful. Yeah. And so, and, and that's a, a lot of the conversations I have with the women now who feel stuck or unfulfilled, or like, they're the ones Googling, like, what's my purpose? And I'm like, look at as much as you may be annoyed or unfulfilled, like look at the pieces of your life that actually are working. And if we pull out all of those themes, if we pull out all of those little bits of light that you are experiencing, what can we do with that? Like, how can that be retargeted into your next level? Right. And you know, it's interesting because what I wrote in the book and what I tell a lot of people when I'm speaking to them is the fact that if you look back and I'm sure you can pull out, you know, at least three to five things that would answer this question. What skills and unique gifts were you born with that were related to this purpose the entire time, you know, mm. that maybe you didn't see in this way. Like maybe you thought, Oh, I want to teach, but you didn't see that you wanted to teach women right. follow the purpose. You thought, Oh, well, I want to teach. So that means I'm going to go get a teaching degree. But exactly. sometimes we have to look at the uniqueness of it because that's where our real purpose lies. It shouldn't look like anybody else's purpose on earth. It should be very specific to us. So I think that for those women listening that maybe are like, this sounds great. I'm so glad Liv and Jennifer you know, living their <laughs> purpose, but I'm still stuck in this job that I don't love and I have no idea what my purpose is. What mm -hmm. advice would you give that person to maybe start uncovering their purpose to, you know, sure. from here on out? So the first thing is like lighten up. It's not the end of the world. Like you, you know, the fact that you're listening to this or considering reevaluating your life's purpose is a huge step that like I know many people don't take. Um, and so I have often found that like my purpose is really identified or I'm able to get more in touch with it. The more I take the weight of it off my shoulders and I have fun with it and I play with it. Love it. You know, like when I first started thinking like I have to figure out a way to get out of teaching and do something else, it was like, I was so hyper-focused on like, what could it be? Is this a business? Is this a new job? Should I be a principal? Blah, blah. Like it, it like ruined the flow. It ruined like any chance I had at like enjoying this process. Mm -hmm. Right. And so mm -hmm. 
one of the things I would just look at is like, where do you feel, how do you feel alive? Like, what are you doing? Who are you with? Like, how are you feeling? It may, the doing part is sometimes like most confusing, right? Like it, you may be able to identify the feelings that you want to create before you understand like what you're actually doing to create them. Yeah. So I think like, you know, take the pressure off yourself and look at it as a game and like play with it. Look at what I was doing when I was kind of auditing my life, when I hired my first life coach, like while I was still teaching before I knew I wanted to do this was really look at every single day. Like what are three things that absolutely need to change in my life? And what are three things that actually I loved or went pretty well, or I would want to keep doing? Yeah. And just and going get you excited. Exactly. Like, and just going through that process of like, because I would have this attitude, like, oh my God, like my life is such a mess. I'm so miserable, but I'm like, it's, it's not in any service of me to be in that place, like beating myself up over like the not even bad choices that I had made. And like, I had a decent career and a decent relationship and whatever, but I still wasn't happy. So what I'm saying is like, give yourself credit for how far you've come. And look at what you actually do appreciate and what you are grateful for and what you do have in your life. And also say like, here's a few things that I could change. Here's a few things that I could shift, you know? And, and I think it's in identifying both that you then have a renewed sense of strength to even be able to go after the changes. Yeah, yeah, really good. So once you started to dive into your purpose, I noticed that on your site, you wrote a blog post called How to Stop Hiding and Get Visible. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to read a couple of quotes that you put in there that I think were really awesome, to be honest. Okay. Um, you, says, you said on the blog post, literally look at your life in this moment and whatever that is, it becomes your content. You have to stop overthinking it and get visible. When you're vulnerable, you're most relatable. Everything you're looking for is outside of your comfort zone. And this is all pertaining to you're telling somebody to get visible out in public and on social and in all the places where you want to now live your purpose. And I think it this, and I, I'm going to ask you to share, you know, how you went about this process and how other women can. But the cool thing about this is a lot of times when women want to start living their purpose. They hear a show like this, they go to a conference, they read a book, they see other women living out their purpose and they start to say, well, I would like to live out mine. Mm -hmm. um, but what do they do? They start the comparison game. They start going on and looking at everybody doing what they're doing. So for example, for you, maybe they're going out and looking at every other life coach. Um, I know for me, you know, when I got into ministry, I looked at everybody that was preaching and listened to them and watched them. And after a while, I just realized I'm not that person. So why am I wasting my time and energy following them and trying to be like them when really the way this is only going to work, where if I live out my unique purpose is doing it uniquely to me. So right. I think that it's really powerful that you're talking about just experiencing your life in your own authentic way and owning it and then sharing it in a way that's going to help others. So tell us about, you know, why you wrote that post and where it led you. Sure. So I think for me, I've always known that if I wanted to like 
grow a business, for example, like I was going to have to be able to connect with people, right? But the, the, the greatest way to be able to connect with people is to really be yourself, right? And be vulnerable and be willing to share. And when it came to like the professional side and like telling the story of like quitting my teaching job and, um, you know, starting a business, I felt like that was kind of easy to share, right? Like I just was telling the story um, and it got us pretty, you know, it got me pretty far professionally. Um, but what really shook things up um, and what really challenged me to grow in my own visibility, both like, like physically, like as a person in the world, and then also online on social media was um, a, a year and a half ago, I found out that my partner and the father of my children um, had been having multiple affairs and living double lives, like basically the whole time we were together. And I literally had no idea and my entire life fell apart. Mm. And it was... I found this out the day that I got um, the publishing deal with Hay House. Really? And so the fact that like God or the universe, I'm sure more people that believe in God are probably listening to this particular podcast, which I believe in. So I'm going to go with, like there was (laughs) like, there's no way that this was a coincidence. Right. But so like the same time I felt more shut down than ever, I was also being asked to, share my story on a bigger platform than ever, right? And so for me, that was kind of the catalyst for saying like, okay, Olivia, like it's, it's now or never, right? Like you're either going to own all of the pieces of yourself and your story, get vulnerable and share them, or like these opportunities are literally not gonna be available to me anymore. Right. And so I had to do a lot of internal work like people think that like marketing and social media and sharing your purpose with the world whether it's writing a book or speaking or having a podcast or running women's circles or a business or even you know like I know a lot of people who are big and I'm really into animal rescue and so like I know a lot of people who are like growing you know that type of purpose and no matter what it is like you have to be willing to connect and you have to be willing to share your story and you have to have the confidence to be able to do it so like it's yes, it's strategy. And like, yeah, you have to be able to set up a social media account or set up a podcast or whatever, but like none of that matters if you're not willing to show up fully. And so I went through this uncovering process, um, where I just started practicing it. Like I started practicing like in the mirror, what it would be like to show up confidently telling this story or show up confidently, um, you know, talking about being a single mom and, and being cheated on and like, as I practiced it literally in the mirror or in the voice notes on my phone, um, it really just started to open so many different doors that I, you know, essentially my partner and I, Katie, my business partner and I, Katie, we were like, we have to start teaching people because she went through a very similar process and losing her brother, like right when the business started and like, how do you show up and serve and break down? And like the only way to do it authentically is to get really confident and comfortable with yourself. And sometimes that's internal and sometimes that's external. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, for me personally, it's more, it's, um, I'm more courageous in front of somebody being vulnerable and sharing my story, but on social, it tends to be scarier because you have so many people that are more vocal because they're behind a screen. Oh yeah. Do you find oh, yeah. it the same thing where it was easier to talk to maybe an audience or a class if you were teaching, but maybe 
a little bit more scary on social. Yeah. Well, it's like if you're, if you have an audience or a class or even like a a luncheon or something like, you know, those people, they, they elected to come there, right? They chose to be there. They chose to be in your presence on social media. Of course, people may choose to follow you, but you never know if it's because they actually want (laughs) to be your friend or not. And so, yeah, the fear of judgment is so real, but like the thing that I've constantly had to ask myself is like, am I going to be more fully expressed, keeping quiet and, and, and not saying anything or am I going to be more fully expressed sharing and be, can I take it? Can I take the potential judgment? Can I take the people who don't have nice things or who feel like I shouldn't be telling my personal story? And, you know, I don't go over the top with all the details. Like maybe one day I'll write that book, but <laughs> like, I think what comes out of me sharing is so worth it. Yeah. In comparison. And it outweighs the people that you're going to help that may see part of themselves in your story. Exactly. And, and, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's a lot of inner work. And for me, like, I know we had spoken about this before the recording started, so we can get into it for a minute, but like, it was, it was doing a lot of the inner work. And then it was looking at myself and saying like, but what do I need to do on the outside to match this? Like, you know, what we would call like inner glow that I'm starting to feel or this inner confidence that I'm starting to feel on the inside. Okay. So let's talk about that for a second, because the thing about it is, is the bottom, I mean, the bottom line is if you're a woman listening and you want to step out in your purpose, you need courage and you need confidence. Yes. Um, because in, in, in to do it in your own skin and to be true to yourself, you really need courage and confidence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, copying somebody else would take a lot less um, <laughs> than doing it authentically. So you know, I am a big believer that how we feel on the inside is reflected on the outside. So let's mm-hmm. talk about some tips that maybe women can do. And part of it, you know, I'm sure you share your story of how you got more confident on the outside. Yeah. And like, first of all, I know that probably nearly every mom listening to this is, has probably had that experience where like, I look back at pictures of myself with the kids, like, especially when they were newer. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I was a a wreck. And like we do, especially like in the baby years, like we are so physically needed by our children that like thinking about other than like one or two days a week, max, like brushing my hair or putting makeup on, like didn't even feel like an option. Okay. So if you're in that phase, like aim for one day a week and like take mad photos of yourself and love it. And then like, forgive yourself the other six days. Cause like, that's kind of how I did it. I'm like, if I can look good one day, then like, I'll take some photos, I'll have some content, but like, and, and I think it is like putting some time into yourself and it's not always hard to, or it's not always easy to be able to do that. Um, but I think what I started realizing was like, I was feeling really confident on the inside, but then I wasn't, I wasn't always liking, um, the, my, the external, right? I had spent the last like four years physically as a mother, like dedicated, you know, like obviously you go through pregnancy and childbirth and your body changes and you're, I was nursing basically for what felt like four years, like between the two of them. And like, I had really lost a lot of Olivia in that. Um, and so I just started taking literally small steps. And now I also at this time, like was a single mom. So I really had like zero time, but like I could find ways to like fit things in, you know, I could find ways to like start getting my nails done regularly. Like that made me feel good. And you may not care about that, but like find the things that you can fit in in 30 minutes or an hour. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I, exercise became really important to me too. Like it was literally felt like therapy to run. Like, I think I ran with those kids in the double stroller, like almost every day for like six months after the breakup, because it, you know, it helped me feel good physically. It got the endorphins going. And, you know, I started just like consciously making an effort to make the external match the internal. And it, it helped. Yeah. Like, you know, we were on the dry bar podcast and Allie Webb, the founder of dry bar, the blow dry bar, you know, she's mm-hmm. talking about how she would have these conversations with women sitting in their chair. And they're like, when someone does my hair, I feel like a brand new woman. And, you know, it may sound like, um, silly or, you know, overly focused on beauty or whatever, but there, it, there's just no doubt about it. Like when you take care of yourself, whatever that may be, it's like you're up leveled in a sense. And you can be more helpful to more people. If, if God's calling you to a specific purpose, that is a, that's to me a specific assignment that only yeah. you can do while you're here on earth. And if you need to get your hair blown out in order to feel confident enough to go and speak to a group or make a change or reach out to somebody in need or be of more service, then hey, get it done because it's better than you sitting in your home and wishing you had done it your whole life and just not feeling good enough. Exactly. And like one of the things that we teach in our coach training program is like archetypes and I'm not going to go too deep into here, but there's one archetype and it's like, are you a martyr? Are you the queen? And I always ask myself that I'm like, okay, yes, I could spend, you know, 10 more minutes playing trucks on the floor, or I could go take a shower and like, I, you know, it's the 10 minutes playing trucks on the floor is, is not going to make me a better mother actually, but like taking a shower and like feeling like a queen is going to make me a better mother and business person and partner and friend. Right. And so I'm always asking myself that like to be present, like, what can I do to shift from this like martyr? I've sacrificing everything. All my work is for my kids, blah, blah, blah. And like, I get in that mentality sometimes. But I'm like, if, in order to like embody the queen that I believe every woman is or whatever, you know, word you want to call yourself on, you know, the, the positive side of things, like <laughs> give yourself 10 minutes or 30 minutes or 60 minutes of that. It's going to shift everything. Yeah, that's really good. Martyr versus queen. I think we could all gather something from that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, and that doesn't, doesn't just go along with the kids. It could be anything. It could be like, right. Are you um, saying, you know, you need to do this, this, and this in your church or at your kid's school just to look, you know, just to be the martyr or are you really truly out there living your purpose? Right. Um, I think a lot of that goes hand in hand with guilt though. Oh God, guilt. We could spend another 29 minutes yeah. on that. <laughs> Um, and it, it's just, it's just like that when we talked about like auditing your day-to-day life to figure out like the glimpses of your purpose, like it's the same thing with that. Like audit your day, like where could you have put in a little more time for yourself? I, I do think, and I am a single mother with two children and own a huge company. Like if I can find 10 minutes, somebody can find 10 minutes. So let me just go ahead and ask you for that. Um, as far as auditing your day, how, um, do you have, what are your favorite time management tips for women? whether it be just that help you get through the day as a mom or as a working mom? Oh yeah. Um, hope for the best. No, I'm just kidding. Everything <laughs> goes in the Google calendar. Like yes. I always say, like, I think like I would often joke like my life is a logistical nightmare, but it's not really because like <laughs> I, everything's in the calendar. 
But I think this is what I ask myself, like, especially when it comes to, no, when it comes to everything, like it's quality over quantity, right? Like if I can get two hours on a work day of quality time in my, with, with my kids, like 30 minutes in the morning and an hour and a half, no, I'm not home with them all day, but like those were very, like they were sacred hours, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I really build my calendar around like my top priorities. And the first one is me. So like at the beginning of the week, I put all my workout classes in first, Mm -hmm. then I put in anything I want to do with the kids. Then I build my work schedule in those blocks. And, and then after that is like, you know, can I get my nails done? Can I get my hair done this week? And like, sometimes I can, and sometimes I can't. But, you know, I really look at like order of importance and I think for everyone, your, you know, sleep and self-care has to come first for you to be able to take care of yourself, your partner, your business, your kids, any of it. And so, you know, I I block that off in my calendar and I I usually hit the calendar like around 70 to 80% accuracy and I'm happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you, it's never going to be perfect because things pop up. And the thing about with women is that you're never going to reach the end of your to-do list anyways. So as long as- Grace and forgive yourself and keep it going. Yes. As long as you are in control and you're not wasting time and you're feeling like you're productive and you're hitting all of those top priorities within a week, you're doing great, mama. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And if you need to build in an hour of Netflix a week or a day or whatever, do it. Like everyone's self-care and downtime looks different, but you know, if you mess it up, you just do it again. Like the worst thing you can do is say, oh my God, like I'm already, like it's 10 AM and my entire day is messed up. Like, trust me, it was my last two weeks. Every day I was getting a call that I had to go pick a sick kid up from school. But like, I didn't throw the day away. I just said, like, I wanted to, like, don't get me wrong. I wanted to like scream and cry in my car. But like, if I do that, I lose everything. I lose myself in that moment. I lose my faith in that moment. And I lose the day in that moment. So like, keep it, you have to find a way to keep it moving. Like, what do they say in that friends episode? Just pivot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and the thing is when you decide to live on purpose, it's not easy. It's a lot of work just because you embrace your God-given purpose does not mean all of a sudden you're just going to cruise on through life. Right. It's It's an actual conscious choice to live this way every single day and to live in a way that you're delivering your very best self to not only the world, but to your family. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, hopefully women that were listening today can just be, just get the motivation they need to step out bigger and bolder into their purpose and also give themselves permission to take care of them. Not just always the kids and the family, but take care of yourself, both internally and externally. Liv and I are giving you permission. We're giving you that today. So grab it and run. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I love it. This has all been great. Tell the listeners what you have going on this year. Like what, what do we need to look out for from you? Sure. So, um, personally I'm finishing up my book. It's called old soul, new money, and that will be out later this year. And so that's actually about like tapping into your inner wisdom and your purpose and then using it to make money in the world. Yeah. We're going to have to get you back on the show when that book comes out. Yes. Oh my God. I'd love to. I'd love yeah. to. And, and that was the book that literally I got the deal like almost two years ago. So also be patient with yourselves, ladies, because everything takes longer than expected. So yes. that will be coming out. Um, and then at Inner Glow Circle, you know, if you are exploring your purpose or 
you're looking to, you know, take your purpose to the next level, we do have a ton of trainings. The one that you were speaking of, Jennifer, is a digital course called um, Get Visible. And it's, of course, it's about marketing and it's about sharing your story online, but it's really about you know, breaking down the blocks that are stopping you and helping you tap into your inner confidence and discover your core message and, you know, feel, have that courage to share it and to start, you know, building an audience and building a platform for whatever your purpose is, whether it's ministry or a book or a podcast or a business, any of it. Mm -hmm. And so you can find that course at innerglowcircle.com slash get visible and we'll definitely um, have the link in the show notes. Perfect. And if you use, there is a hundred dollar off code. Do you want me to give it here? Actually, yeah. Let me. Let me <laughs> show right now. Yeah. It, the hundred. The code is visible AF one hundred. And so, and there's a lot of payment plans available. So if you're like, I'm nervous. I've never invested in something like this before. Like, it's it's pretty accessible, and I promise that it will completely change how you look at yourself, how you look at your story and really help you uncover the confidence you need to start sharing it. Okay. So that's visible AF 100. 100. Yes. I love it. Well, you know, bravo to you, Liv, for everything you're doing and for following your purpose. And even during the lows, you're still sticking with it. And it just your inspiration to everybody listening and we wish you the best with the book. I can't wait to get a copy and yes. with our listeners. So make sure you reach out when it comes. And I know that when you're in the middle of, you know, a book deadline, it's very overwhelming, but in the end you look back and you, it just is a, it's proof to you as a woman that you can literally do anything you set your mind to. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. That means a lot coming from you because I know you're, you've published many books and you are a mom and you're balancing a million things. And so that, that really, that, that feels good. Yeah. And just and for anyone that's listening and thinking to themselves, cause I hear this a lot, you know, I have a book idea and I wish I could write it, but I don't have time. Nope. That doesn't work because look at Liv. She has a two-year-old and a four-year-old. I wrote my first book when I think my daughter was, they were right around the same age, honestly. Wow. My, yeah, almost exactly, to be honest. And you just do it in little chunks of time, just like you do any big project. So totally. anybody can do it. If a busy mom of toddlers can write a book, you listening with a you know, book in your heart can do it as well. So I want to encourage anybody um, to follow that. And if you feel like you want to know more about Liv, all her links will be in the show notes. If you love this episode, please um, show us some love. Give us a review. We love to see that. Make sure that these episodes are something that inspire you and motivate you. And um, just thank you, Liv, for being on the 29-Minute Mom. Yes, it was my pleasure. I had so much fun. And I really, really appreciate and love and respect all of the work that you're doing in the world and sharing your message. And I know it's just helping so many moms everywhere. So thank you. Oh, thank you. So everybody get out there, follow your purpose today, and um, we'll be cheering you on every step of the way. Thank you for listening to another episode of the 29 Minute Mom, where we know every single busy minute of your day counts.